Welcome to the Healing Hub Podcast, a podcast dedicated to those living with CRPS and designed to provide hope and empower you to reach your goals and your dreams. I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Patterson. Join me weekly where we will be discussing CRPS, sharing personal stories, and even talking with guests. Hello and welcome to the Healing Hub Podcast. This is Dr. Tracy Patterson, and I'm your host. And I'm so glad that you're able to join me. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about what people are referring to as staging or stages of CRPS. Now, the big question is, are the stages based upon facts, assumptions, or myths? When I was originally diagnosed with CRPS over 15 years ago, we didn't have stages and there was no mention of staging CRPS. Nowadays, there are websites and information promoting different stages of CRPS, much like the stages of cancer. Now, I understand with time, we typically have more information, which will allow resources to be available to help us move forward. But my big question that I personally have is who came up with the staging of CRPS? And more importantly, is it based upon facts, assumptions, or myths? Patients dealing with CRPS have the same question. And that's why I wanted to discuss this topic today. So let's jump in. Now, first, And foremost, for those who may joining us today that are new to the diagnosis of CRPS, or perhaps caregivers, family, friends, or even healthcare practitioners, let's talk a little bit about complex regional pain syndrome, CRPS, before we jump in to the staging. And that's going to help clarify a few things for those that are new to the podcast or new to the diagnosis. Now, I'm gonna start referencing information from the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, and that's a very viable reference point for CRPS. So what is complex regional pain syndrome? CRPS is a broad term describing excessive and prolonged pain and inflammation that can follow an injury, an incident, a surgery, or it can even manifest for unknown reasons. Typically, it's going to start in an extremity, meaning an arm, a leg, a hand, or a foot, even an ankle, as reflex sympathetic dystrophy, RSD, and kazalgia sensitivity to touch. Now, people with CRPS have changing combinations of spontaneous pain and or excessive pain that's much greater than what would be anticipated or normal following something that happens. Again, it can manifest after an accident, an injury, a surgery. I've even had one young lady that it happened after several mosquito bites. And what are the symptoms like that patients are dealing with? when they're diagnosed or even living with CRPS undiagnosed. 
we have skin coloration changes, temperature changes, swelling, or what they call edema, unprovoked or spontaneous pain that's constant, but it can also fluctuate with light touch or activity. And most people, myself included, would have described CRPS as a burning, stabbing, and or pins and needle sensation. And sometimes it feels like the affected area is being squeezed or it's in a vice. Then we talk about that excessive or prolonged pain after contact. So think about someone touching you with a feather. It should tickle. It should be absolutely nothing. But for someone who has CRPS, that same touch can feel like a blowtorch. So it's definitely different and it's hard to wrap our mind around that. We have changes in skin temperature, and that can go anywhere from a two degree temperance all the way up to a 20 plus degree difference. That skin coloration change, the swelling of an infected area or limb, changes in the skin texture. Patients also report abnormal sweating, abnormal nail or hair growth, stiffening in the affected joints, and wasting away of muscle, so muscle atrophy. It can also impair the strength or movement of specific areas that are involved. Now CRPS is classified as a rare incurable disease, but don't give up hope yet. Historically, people are classified with either type one CRPS, which is when we don't know that there is nerve injury. And then there's type two CRPS, which is where we definitively know that there was injury to a nerve. And that could be following an accident, a surgery, etc. But the reality is both types of CRPS have identical symptoms. Now CRPS is more common in women, females, but it can occur to anyone at any age, irregardless, CRPS, does not discriminate. Now the outcome of CRPS is really variable depending on the individual, the treatment that they're going for, and also other aspects. The reality is the majority of CRPS patients are not getting better with traditional or what they call allopathic treatments. In fact, most CRPS patients are getting worse with those treatments. So what causes CRPS? According to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke, they state that most CRPS is caused by damage to or dysfunction of the peripheral sensor neurons. Then that can have a secondary effect on the spinal cord in the brain. The central nervous system is composed of the brain and the spinal cord. The peripheral nervous system involves a nerve signaling from the brain and spinal cord to other parts of the body. The reality is we don't have enough research and information to tell us why one person gets CRPS while another person with the exact same injury doesn't. Now in my personal opinion and my professional opinion, it's the perfect storm in the brain. So for many CRPS patients, if we look at a 90 day window around where it started, there's a drop in the immune system. There's a lot of stress, and then there's an inciting event that creates that perfect storm in the brain. 
It's unclear, again, why some people will develop CRPS while others with a similar accident, trauma, or surgery don't ever have the symptoms and they never are triggered with CRPS. Now, some of the most common activities or incidents that can lead to CRPS include fractures, surgeries, sprains and strains, and even lesser injuries such as a burn or a cut. For a lot of people, it's limb immobilization from casting. And in rare cases, it can also be a needle stick. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I had one young lady who ended up getting a CRPS following three or four mosquito bites. So these are all things that can be an inciting event that lead to it. Now, poor circulation can impede that nerve and tissue healing when it comes to CRPS and even other diagnosis. So damage to the small fibers that control blood flow can actually exacerbate some symptoms of CRPS. The blood vessels in the affected area can dilate or open up wider. Think of a fire hose being turned on, and this increases the rush of blood to that area, which can also cause that increase of temperature and that redness in the affected area and even that burning sensation. And then when the blood vessels constrict or clamp down, it's like kinking a hose, and that actually drops the blood flow to the area decreases that temperature, and that's when we have that molten bluish purple coloration and it's cold to the touch. That circulation, especially a slowed circulation, can impede the delivery of oxygen and nutrients necessary for healing. That can actually cause injury at the cellular level. There's a lot of different involvement when it comes to CRPS. It's not just the pain. It's how it affects our vascular system, how it affects our muscles, how it affects the nervous system, the autonomic system, the peripheral nervous system, even the central nervous system. There are components that go across all of these. The immune system can get involved, but by itself, in my opinion, CRPS is not an autoimmune disease. Now, some people with CRPS have elevated local levels of inflammation, chemicals called cytokines, that can contribute to other indications or symptoms, redness, swelling, warmth in the affected area. And also, the longer CRPS goes on, that's when other conditions, even autoimmune conditions, can start. Now, there are some people that already had autoimmune conditions prior to CRPS, and it can be linked together. And now that we've gone through some basics of CRPS, let's start looking at the stages. Now, one website, empowerher.com, wrote an article on stages of complex regional pain syndrome. They're stating that patients with CRPS can go through three stages of what they're calling a disorder or CRPS. However, not all patients experience CRPS in the same way. So they go on to state stage one. The first stage of CRPS has a month to three months duration 
And during the stage, patients have an increase in hair and nail growth, dry or thinning skin that changes color. Severe pain is also present and the pain moves throughout that affected area or the limb. And they're stating that it's worse when the affected limb is touched and it has that burning or aching sensation. According to this article, stage two, the second stage of CRPS lasts longer, three to six months duration. The hair growth is reversed and the patient has significant changes in skin texture and color and the swelling increases resulting in stiff muscles and joints. According to the same article, stage three, it states by stage three, the damage from CRPS is irreversible. The pain and muscle problems have become progressively worse with pain throughout the affected limb, muscle contractions that involve the tendons and muscles, limited movement, and muscle wasting. During this phase, the patient can also experience depression and other changes in mood. Now, according to this article, they're putting together these stages of CRPS. Now, the Mayo Clinic notes that the spread of symptoms in CRPS follows of one of three patterns. They're not necessarily calling it staging, they're calling it patterns. And I think I would agree with that a little bit more. According to another website that's associated with CRPS, they're stating the following. Their headline is, what are the stages of complex regional pain syndrome? Then it goes on from there, stating the severe pain with CRPS seems disproportionate to the initial injury or medical condition. And CRPS usually follows three stages of development. Stage one. The stage usually lasts for one to three months and can include the following symptoms, severe burning, skin temperature changes, skin coloration changes, skin texture changes, sensitivity to touch, muscle tremors, swollen and stiff joints, and rapid hair loss or nail growth. According to the same website, stage two typically lasts three to six months. And as time passes, symptoms progress. The skin continues to change and nails become hard, brittle, or easily cracked. Pain intensity increases as joints considerably stiffen, swell, and patients have muscle weakening. And the pain may also spread throughout the limb or to an unaffected limb. Stage three, according to this website. The stage is known as a chronic phase and can develop up to a year after the initial onset of the condition. The stage can last for many years and even become permanent. Pain intensity may be intermittent or remain constant. That's a little bit of a misnomer right there. A published study. This is something that I could actually get my mind around. This is an actual abstract of a published study done. And the name of the study is Complex Regional Pain Syndrome. Are there distinct subtypes and sequential staging of the syndrome? This particular published medical article is backed by several physicians, Stephen Bruhl, Norman Hardin, Braden Gaylor, Samuel Schultz, 
and Michael Stanton Hicks. So again, this is an actual study. And the abstract on the study goes on to state the following. The study tested for evidence supporting the clinical lore of three sequential stages of complex regional pain syndrome, CRPS, and examined the characteristic of possible CRPS subtypes. A series of 113 patients meeting the IASP criteria for CRPS underwent standardized history and physical examinations to assess CRPS signs and symptoms. Then they identified those from previous research based upon pain, sensory abnormalities, vasomotor dysfunction, and that's your vascular system, edema, which is swelling, and other changes. The resulting subgroups, CRPS subgroups, did not differ significantly regarding pain duration as may be expected in sequential staging or a sequential staging model. And then it goes on saying overall these results are consistent with limited previous work that argues against three sequential stages of CRPS. However, distinct CRPS subtypes are suggested. Again, when we look at a study, it can give us the number of patients in the study, they can verify they have CRPS, and there's science and research behind it, that's what I can sink my teeth in, and that's what I can really get my mind around. And there's a lot of conflicting information out there based upon hearsay, write-ups, and even published articles. But what I want to personally say, let's not put the emphasis or the weight in stages of CRPS. Because when you look at all of the stuff that we just talked about, the number one, the majority of CRPS patients are not diagnosed in month one through three. As a matter of fact, most CRPS patients aren't even diagnosed in their first year. I've seen some CRPS patients that went misdiagnosed or undiagnosed for three years, five years, and one person for over 10 years. And just about every CRPS patient that I've seen, that I've treated, that I've spoken with, has the majority of the symptoms that they're talking about, even at that final stage. So I can say that I personally do not put a lot of emphasis or weight on the stages. I personally lived with type 2 CRPS for seven years. So according to the stages, it's permanent. The reality is, is over those seven years, my CRPS did spread. It started in a left foot and ankle, and unfortunately following two spinal cord stimulators, it spread all the way up to my shoulders. I was also told that I had the most aggressive volatile case of CRPS that my doctors had ever seen. Now let me ask you this, how many of the patients dealing with CRPS listening to this have been told similar things? It makes us feel as if we're alone. What I want you to also hear is even though I lived with type 2 CRPS for seven years it spread, I've also been in remission. November 2021 was my eight-year anniversary of long-term remission. And I truly believe that what we see, what we hear, and what we read on the internet, and the information that we get from our physicians and our clinicians, 
leaves a huge impact on us. Now, if I really believed everything that I was told, everything that I saw, or everything that I read, I wouldn't be here today. And I definitely would not be in remission. Yet I've been in long-term remission for over eight years. Now I've treated hundreds of CRPS patients from around the world. And some are fortunate to find me early in their diagnosis. But the majority of patients have spent years or even decades living with CRPS and feeling like they're merely surviving. Yet they too are getting better. So how is it and how accurate is the staging? The bottom line is I'll let you decide on what you believe and what road you choose to go down. I truly believe that CRPS is as individualized as our fingerprint and every person has a little different experience with CRPS. Yes, there are similarities. Yes, the pain is unimaginable. And yes, it's life-changing. But when we look at an individual and being able to individualize a treatment to meet their specific needs, and we can treat the person as a whole, working with the biology and the physiology of the body, then we can go from merely surviving to thriving. CRPS is a condition that's associated with that imbalance or the malfunction of that autonomic nervous system, and it's fueled by fight and flight. So when we can address the fight and flight, we can start balancing the autonomic nervous system. This allows pain levels to start dropping. And then treating the central nervous system, helping the peripheral nervous system get it back into balance, addressing limbic system dysfunction, and treating you as a whole is what's gonna help your body to heal. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling misunderstood, if you feel like other treatments are failing you, then I encourage you to reach out to Holistic Center Treatment. We're addressing all aspects of CRPS, other types of neuropathic pain, and other chronic pain conditions, physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. And our outcomes speak for themselves. So I encourage you to give us a ring, 844-994-0999, or visit our website at www.holisticcenteredtreatment.com. I hope the Healing Hub has brought you some positive resources or information, and we brought you also a ray of sunshine and hope. Together, we can make a difference. <laughs>